Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Maxwell Kozmolski. Join with me is my co-host, Nolan Claypeck. And of course, up? audio master Jay Cotter has put this together. Here we go. We're glad to be back. We are here to talk about some fun stuff, some current events. Uh, one kind of surprise topic that isn't a current event, but it's massively interesting. And you will have to wait to find out what that topic is. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Doing good. I didn't smoke my morning joint today, so I'm like, fuck, are we doing the podcast? Can I go smoke, boys? What's going on, you know? But <laughs> here we are, dude. Let's do it. What are we talking about today? All right. I think that we should start off with Woodstock, I guess. I mean, all that's, right. I think we're all dying to talk about it. If you haven't seen the hottest documentary of the week on Netflix... It is called Trainwreck, and it is about Woodstock 99. Now, does anybody have any just opening comments about that? There's no surprise that it's called Trainwreck. Yeah? You thought it was a train wreck? It was a fucking travesty. <laughs> it was as, like, it was almost as bad as it could get. I mean, the only thing that would have made it worse is just more deaths or something. I don't know. Bro, when I watched that, I was like... Wow, dude, just greed, man. Greed got the best of them. And did you guys think it was crazy when that one chick was like, yeah, like I was like 14, you know? And I was yeah. like, why did this chick get in there at 14? She's like, everybody was just so free and crazy and all this stuff. I'm like, you're 14. How did you like know all this stuff? Who, who took you there? How'd you get in, you know? I think she uh, went when her parents or like told them she was going somewhere else, or maybe that was another lady that said that. No, that was, I, that was no, it was a different lady. It was the oh, lady the short with the bob haircut was the one that was fourteen, and then the other lady with like the piercings and stuff. Yeah. she told her parents that she was going there. But Nolan, how can you even say like, how could their parents let them go to that? You're a bliss baby. You've been going to a festival since you were born every yeah. year. Well, I understand that, but what I what I'm saying is like. I figure that you would at least have to be like 18 or accompanied by somebody, right? You know, that's how festivals were like when I was growing up, like when my parents would take me. I, I'd have to like sit there if I went with my friends, with you guys. We'd sit there and wait for my mom to get there because we thought we could get in. We're waiting there like, oh, we're going to get the best fucking spot. Let's go, baby. And then we get up there. They're like, yeah, you need a, a parent to accompany you in. My sister's there and she's not 25 yet. So then... You know, we couldn't get in. And then you got this 14-year-old chick going to a festival with 250,000 people. And the festival I've been going to, guys, uh, my whole life is called Bliss Fest. And it's, it's literally minimum of five or a maximum of 5,000 people every year. So to, to have that girl say that she was 14 just in that madness was crazy, you know. And then the chick with the piercings, right? Is that the girl that talked about how the water was contaminated? She got trench mouth. Oh, oh, dude, that was the fucking most disturbing part of the whole thing. Trench mouth. Elaborate. That's on. A, that sounds horrible. That's the most disturbing name for it. So how did trench that happen? Trench mouth, bro. The the fucking water was like contaminated with fucking feces, like an E. coli breakout. And these motherfuckers, they they confiscated everyone's water on their way into the festival, and then on day one, they were charging four bucks for a fucking bottle of water. In 1999. Yeah, four bucks right now is like a lot stupidly absurd. Oh yeah. yeah. And with inflation, holy shit. They said on the last day, water bottles were 12 bucks. 
12 fucking dollars. That's probably like 30, 40 bucks in today's dollars. Dude, Jabe, didn't you say that like the porta potties had tipped over down the hill and these people were the like, yeah, the water run off. like they were dancing in mud? Yeah. But it was just shit. Dude, that's disgusting. They and were talking about the documentary and then they cut over to those four guys that are just covered head to toe in mud. <sighs> They're like frat boys, like, yeah. Oh, Woodstock 99! <laughs> Dude, that, I hope that, like, people they know see this documentary and they're like, yo, yeah. bro, that's Brett, he's covered in shit! Oh, <laughs> man. Like, and you know, like, all the women that were, like, topless and, like, going to the camera, I bet they never would have thought in a million years in 2022 that this shit would be, like, the number one fucking show yeah. on Netflix. Did and they their need titties permission? are just all over the world. Did they need, like, permission? I mean, there was, like, 60 pairs of tits. How would they track down those strangers? Dude, yeah. And... Can you just post shit like that? Dude, I, I'm i not really sure. We're kind of going through our own copywriting uh, well, like okay, understandings so if, right if now. If you're in an area where you do not have a reasonable expectation of privacy, people can film you and post that. A reasonable expectation. So someone can't film you in your house. That's just a fucking creep move. But yeah. like, if you're yeah. out in public, I mean, like... Yeah, someone could film you. Yeah. And typically you wouldn't or shouldn't be naked out in public. I mean, yeah. you get arrested for that shit. Uh-huh. Right, but so there, this shit was lawless. Literally so anything anything went. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about like, why it happened. Because I feel like we, we know why it happened. Like, first of all, music is energy, right? And the lineup. The lineup. Are you kidding me? You're going to line up Limp Bizkit. Um, kid, fucking Willie Nelson. Kid, yeah, Kid Rock. <laughs> Willie Nelson was like singing to a, a basically a crowd of two hundred fifty thousand like punk rockers, dude, that want to break <laughs> shit and mosh, you know. And Limp Bizkit was like, break shit, break shit. Oh, he that guy knew what he was doing. He. You oh can't even God. blame him though, honestly, for that because like. Think about it. Well, first off, like I'm for artistic freedom, so he has the right to make that music. Making that music isn't hurting anyone. And then think about being in his position. He wrote that song, and that was 100% the greatest setting he could have ever performed that in. I mean, like, oh, sure. think about it. Like, it, he peaked right there. That was, that was his peak. He was standing on yeah. that stage in front of 250,000 people yelling, break something. Everybody but that one chick that sang, like, the really soft stuff peaked on that stage. I mean, how could you not? Like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the bass guitarist, you see him come out just swinging his dick. Like, he was completely naked. Fuck, I was, I was like, Bro, what? that's something else. What? 250,000 people watching you, and you're just naked on stage. With blue hair. What, you know what, what the biography is called? What is it? Acid for children. Oh. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's a, He's a weird dude, biography. bro. That bro, guy. obviously. <laughs> I mean, he had like short blue hair and was swinging his dick on stage. And why the hell was everyone naked there? Selling California I mean, vacation. I know dog. it's because anything goes, but like it. Don't be a prude, Max. Well, this, this like, so it was anarchy. There was naked people. There was drugs. A shit ton of alcohol. People were fucking like starving. They were thirsty. People were dirty. Uh-huh. And Real dirty. I mean, a lot of negative shit came from it. I mean, you'd see there was like a dozen fucking videos in the documentary of like naked chicks getting crowd surfed and random people grabbing their tits Groping and roping them. Yeah. Yeah. Or and a naked girl. Fun, but that's not on the naked person. That's on the asshole that grabs them. Oh, yeah, I know. But like it's yeah. it's still fucked up. Yeah. I mean, uh, like it, it, it's super fucked shit up. Shit went way too far there. 
I mean, but like at modern music festivals, you still see people getting naked and stuff, and no one's fucking grabbing them. I mean, that's yeah. They, they were talking about how like it was like okay in the late '90s or something. I don't know if they used the word okay, but they said it's like they they said it's way different than nowadays, for whatever that means. But well, in my I thought the crowd looked less obese than I've seen modern crowds look, dude. Dude, you're right. And you ever seen a, a beach, like the whole meme thing where you see a beach long time ago and you see a beach today? It's like, what the fuck, man? Regardless of that, though, like, they uh, going with the lineup again, they had corn, right? Like, just just so you guys know, corn is, like, one of the original, like, fucking metal bands, like, and they tore it up. Like, one of their lyrics of their songs is, like, Keep moving on as my heart's ticking like a bomb. And, like, they just, you know, that was, the like, the main headliner for the first night. And then you got uh, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock, uh, Cal, um, who is it? Uh, the Red, Red Hot, Hot Chili, Chili Peppers. Peppers. And then you, you try to throw in, like, a Willie Nelson and shit. And it's like, you, you brought a riot to, you know, this, this thing that's supposed to be a piece love and music fair arts arts and music fair basically they they did a horrible job with the lineup considering the fact that they were going for a woodstock 69 kind of vibe mm -hmm. you know peace love unity happiness they wanted that's what they were trying to recreate i mean it was the guy who put together woodstock in 69 partnering with some some rich dude and mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, they, they obviously were clueless about the lineup or they were just incentivized by profits because those were like the, the hit names at the time, which would generate the most profit, which makes sense. But it ain't like Woodstock 69 bringing yeah. Limp Bizkit and I mean, corn. You're right. But at the same time, I think that they could have very well had a peace, love and music festival with all those bands, too. Because just because it's high energy, punk rock, metal music doesn't mean that it's like, completely negative and that it's about, like, condoning violence. And, I mean, I don't know. I think that, like, there's plenty of heavy metal festivals that go on all around in punk festivals, and you don't hear about this shit happening there. It's really, it comes down to the promoters. It's it's not even yeah. music. It's yeah, the people who promoted it, I mean, they set all these people up to be angry as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they were quite frankly, like, disrespected and not given a shit about, like, the fact that the porta-potties were just practically unusable after the first day, confiscate your water and then upcharge the shit out of you. And the trash. Yeah, it, it, it was literally a field of trash after the first day. Uh -huh. I mean, it was, like, horrible. And then, you know, I mean, people started getting angry, three days of drugs, maybe no sleep, and then a little punk rock and fucking crazy music. I mean, it It was just like a, a catastrophe waiting to happen. And I, then for those who don't know, the shit got really, really bad on the third day. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, let's just let's just give people that are, like, starving and, and, like, we just, you know, penny pinch them for everything that they had and they just wanted to come here and have a good time. Let's just give them candles, you know? Oh, my let's God, Just give dude. them candles as they're breaking the fucking sound tower down and then uh, they stole an ambulance and it's driving through the the fucking crowd. They stop the concert and then, you know, there's a fucking woman in there with her pants at her ankles and a guy runs out, you know? Like, that's the shit that was going on She there. was passed out. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, like, and it, it really isn't the artist's fault completely. There was a buildup on that Limp Bizkit song where that dude was like, 
I know how you feel, you know? And you just want to fucking, you know? And then he was like, boom! You know, he just let it fuck. And then the whole thing was like, ooh, like I, waves. Oh, you Sorry. fucking spit out Sorry. of here. Sorry. <laughs> but I've never seen a fucking crowd move like that. It was people just as far as you could fucking see, and they were all moving. It literally looked like waves. <laughs> it looked yeah, like a fucking treacherous is, ocean. At, at any other concert like that where there's a mosh pit, People just look out for each other, and even though it gets crazy, and I mean, something like that could go down where the artist is getting everybody hyped up, and then everyone's just gonna literally go nuts. The thing is, in mosh pits, for the most part, people look out for each other, and if someone falls down, they like lift them up, and everyone's making sure nobody's getting hurt. And I mean, I've been in mosh pits where like my shoe comes untied, and everyone will like make a space around the person, help them tie their shoe, and then everyone's fucking raging again. But this wasn't happening. They were literally saying like, "Don't fall down. You're gonna get forgotten about." Yes. And that's just. Well, I terrifying. think it, it was probably a lesson, right? Two music festivals that continued after Woodstock '99, and like concerts, uh, concert venues, and how they organize it and everything like that. The, the one dude that made it, he kind of gave me the weirdest vibe ever. Like, he was like, you know, people think it's our fault, you know, and... Dude, I think he was people, a fucking I idiot. I think people had a great festival, and I was like, dude, you know, you had a lot of people, like, get injured, sick, trench mouth, you didn't provide enough trash cans, porta-potties, amenities, you took all yeah. these people's water and food... And, then, and they said it was 40 or 50 bad apples. Motherfucker, your your water was poisoned. Uh, Fuck you. These people should be held accountable. They should have gotten in trouble. Yeah, and I mean, as far as saying, like, this, they're learning lessons and now modern music festivals are better, there were music festivals that happened before this that went off without a hitch. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah. That big, though? Yeah, Watkins Glen had half a million people back in the 60s. Watkins Glen? What the yeah. fuck? Half it a million It was the Grateful people? Dead and the Almond Brothers. Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you see that? that? That went off without a hitch, but then, I mean, you see stuff like Altamont that also happened in the 60s, and, I mean, people died there, and you still see it today. Astro World, people died there. It's really just shitty promoters can put people at risk, and we need to hold people accountable. Yeah, yeah you got to be prepared with the security. Like, that guy, t like, who was like, yeah, they just, like, asked me if I wanted to be security at this event. The and Peace he, Patrol. And he was like, me? Like, why do you want me to be your security? And, like, all he had to do was fucking sign something, and they gave him a fucking yellow t-shirt, and he was security. No further instructions. You're security. Yeah. Well, what I mean, fuck? And then realistically, sold it. <laughs> okay, that, it's fucked up, and they should have had better trained security, but, I mean, like... I don't know, we've all worked temp jobs. That's that's how you get hired on a temp job. Like yeah. you, you, someone just asks you to do it, and then you fill out some paperwork, and then you're working a temp job. I mean, how else are they going to get that much security? I mean, they're going to have some temps. I don't know. They got to fucking they, figure they it did, out. They, well, they did cheap out big time, but I mean, like, that's just kind of painting a picture, like, in a weird perspective of what happened, because that's just... That's how you get hired for jobs. I well, mean, they just understaffed it. That's really they did understand. And they had past performance on how many people were coming and how many security guards like did the job last time, right? And and then the weird thing to me was that it was in that base, you know. Yeah, the military and hangar. They, and then they painted all the things, you know, um, uh, the plywood and just ba basically made an impenetrable wall. And then these people just ripped it down, like and then fueled all the fires from the dude that's like, yeah, let's do a kumbaya and give everybody candles when they're all pissed off at you, throwing shit at you all weekend. And they said that they confiscated all the flammable stuff, like 
took people's lighters and shit. But they also said that everyone was getting high. So, I mean, you know, people had to have brought in lighters. But they did say something about confiscating lighters or whatever. And then they gave everyone candles. And it's like, what? These people are just flat out idiots. That's it. Yeah. And he, that guy probably did not make a profit. Mm -hmm. Who cares? He can suck it. I can't believe they he had did. no respect for those people. They broke. I can't believe they raided the vendors and then destroyed and the they, ATMs. Yeah, like yeah. ATMs. You know, where'd that dude get a crowbar? Like he's like <laughs> trying to get into the ATM. But if you guys haven't seen that documentary and you guys want to know a little bit more about music history, uh, you got to check that out. Super interesting. Yeah, it was worth the watch. Mm -hmm. A couple hours. Now, what really blows my mind is. Pretty much the opposite of that event happened like six months later for New Year's going to the millennium. Um, Fish had 80,000 people, which is admittedly not as many as 250,000, but that's still a ton of people down in the F Florida Everglades for three days of concerts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it went off without a hitch because they did the exact opposite of what the Woodstock promoters did. And they provided everything that everybody needed. Yeah. They just did, went out of their way like... Even though it was going to cost more money, like, yeah, we're going to throw the greatest New Year's party of all time. That's, we're not really trying to, we'll, we'll, we'll make a profit, but we're not trying to price gouge everybody. Yeah, and why did they do that? And it's the exact same reason that one dude built those towers out of scrap metal, you know, because he, they were trying to build something that nobody could ever fucking take away from them. Nobody could ever tear down. And it left a legacy. Now Fish it did. is insane, you know, and they tour and people just travel with them and, you know. Well, and that, that concert was honestly probably the, one of the craziest concert events of all time. So they're in the Everglades. <laughs> Opinion. Well, no, think about this. They're in the Everglades. No cell service because it's 1999 going into 2000. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks that all the computers are going to shut down because of Y2K. Mm -hmm. And they played from midnight until the sun came up. And then everyone, like... It was the new millennium and the world hadn't ended, but everyone raged all night long. Man, yeah. That's, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> them playing Seminole Wind, dude, in the Everglades, bro. Like, Did they, Fish they coin did. that song? Or something? No, but John Anderson's the first artist of it, and he's real old, so, I mean, Fish might have played it. Maybe. I don't think they did. It's... It's kind of like one of the only like southern bluegrass songs that like really really is like extremely popular, I feel like. But regardless, I'm glad that you guys watched that documentary, man. It's crazy. Sex, drugs and rock and roll. And speaking of drugs, that sucks us right next to our new topic. Here we go. All right. So um Aaron Rodgers credits ayahuasca to recent MVP. <laughs> <laughs> It was the tea, dude. The man the said it was no coincidence, and honestly, I I probably believe him. Bro, the amount of people like the amount of people that are just doing like things to enhance their spirituality and uh, like like their connection to whatever the fuck is going on with consciousness and everything is just it's like how do I say this? Um, it's like there's more of it. You know, people are like exploring it more and seeing the benefits from it. You know. And obviously there's some crazy shit out there, but I mean, fucking Mike Tyson's like sitting on the Full Send podcast, like smoking a joint of DMT. I'm like, how is he doing this, dude? <laughs> when Carlos Santana <laughs> did Toad Venom before he decided to make the album Supernatural. Yeah. That's hey, crazy. I'm wondering, you think Aaron Rodgers 
ayahuasca-fueled <laughs> MVP win? Do you think that's because, like, he shit out everything and then he was just that much faster because he, <laughs> he shit his fucking brains out? Cause now people got to know what ayahuasca is because yeah. now they're like, what do you mean he shit? Like So it's like a native spirit quest kind of spiritual traditional ceremony drug comes from a cactus i believe um and when you consume it oh it makes you get really sick like puking and, and diarrhea and supposedly it's like you're getting out all of the toxins and negative energy i mean personally like i don't know that that sounds pretty rough to me yeah. and, <laughs> and the the core like compound that influences your brain is dimethyltryptamine which is the same as dmt mm -hmm. or it, that's exactly what it is but the more conventional way of doing dmt which is the most powerful hallucinogen on the planet people usually smoke it and it's like refined because you can't just eat the dmt because you need this other compound that allows it to activate in the stomach and ayahuasca has this magic combination where it allows you to ingest it and Although it's not as powerful as smoking DMT, you kind of like cross over for like eight to 15 minutes. Uh, you experience this stuff on ayahuasca for hours. And I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers did. And so did he go to like, did he go somewhere? He might have. He probably I don't did, know. dude. He's got you the know. money. Let's read the article. Yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. And then he gets the MVP, you know? How old is Aaron Rodgers nowadays? 38. 38? Yep. Let's go. 38, he decided. He 37. went down to South America. It doesn't say where in South America. <laughs> we just have all these footnotes on exactly where he went. <laughs> well, it's in the article. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, there's actually a lot of people that have like gone to South America or mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in the Amazon or whatever to do these ayahuasca trips. And you know, like George Harrison, Bob Dylan, uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of fucking people have done it. Oh, yeah. Graham yeah. Hancock was talking about it. I told you guys that he he said that anybody who's in office, like running our country, should have a dozen ayahuasca sessions before they do it. Just because it like opens up your mind and it like, I don't know, there's a spiritual connection that, I mean, none of us can understand. We haven't done it yet, mm -hmm. but yet. Well, they probably eventually. They probably it's a schedule one drug. It's on yeah. The same so is levels. cannabis. Yeah. And cannabis has never caused a death. Alcohol causes eighty-eight thousand a year in the United States. So I guess what we're really seeing is, uh, you just have to have enough money to fly out of the country, and then the laws don't apply to you. <laughs> you yeah. Whatever you want. I just I would love for those evil motherfuckers to take some ayahuasca tea. Maybe they maybe they'd puke longer than a normal person, you know, because they got so much shit going on or maybe the entities will fucking harvest their soul when they when they do it the three little gnome people or whatever yeah the, <laughs> the dmt elves oh shit who's the guy that i i said looked like the king elf dude who is that guy is he involved in psychedelics or is it a completely different topic king i don't know elf? i remember you saying something about a king elf though the, he's got great he's uh i think he's a chinese dude or oh michio kaku yeah yeah, the astrophysicist. <laughs> that guy, man. He reminds me of, like, the King Gnome, you know? But I'm just kidding, man. He's got way more money than me. <laughs> way more uh, connections and success. But that's all right. I'm coming for you, bro. Coming for King Gnome. So, you know, we're talking about how this was used in a lot of ancient ceremonies, religious cultures. Mm -hmm. 
Um, speaking of ancient, yes, you know, humans were here 115,000 years longer than modern science has previously thought. Hmm. And that's from the Smithsonian. And that's from the Smithsonian? Yep. No yeah, way. Yeah, so modern science, I mean, they officially got everything extremely wrong. I mean, there's, okay, there was that's, the... that's a bit of a all right, not, crazy statement. Not and everything. modern science is obviously a continued evolution, and modern science is really just a critical way of looking at things to further attempt to understand the world around us. Right, so but the, individuals can, like, disrupt that process of, like, constantly, you know, reevaluating and coming to conclusions and whatnot. Like, there, this Clovis period where, that's what they call it, uh, where he, like the thought process that humans were here and they first came here around 13,000 years ago. I, I listened to Graham Hancock and I started reading his book, America Before, mm -hmm. and he talks about how all these archeologists and scientists, like it, was like it was like strict religion for them that, oh, the Clovis period, that's absolute fact. It can't be contradicted. And they like refused to look at any opposing evidence. And there was, there was stuff in the Yukon about people 24,000 years ago. There was stuff from 18,000 years ago. And then this comes up 130,000 years ago. And, and for a long time, there was like a 50-year period where like, they refused to accept anything other than this ideology that people came here 13,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. well, I so think they, they anything, got it wrong. I they, mean, they those people got it wrong. Agreed. That's it. But I think that it would be better stated, instead of saying that modern science has gotten everything wrong, say that academica has gotten in the way of actual findings being taken seriously by the majority of scientists. And I think that probably stems from the fact that there's just one fucking king professor that everyone wants to work with, and if you contradict his ideas, you're not gonna be on his team, so you gotta fucking basically suck his dick in order yeah. to fucking be a part of the whole thing, which is one of the main issues of Academica, and there's so much politics that goes on with that, and it really just, it gets in the way of us actually figuring out what's going on. Case in point, mm -hmm. this. Yeah, because people don't want to be wrong. These archaeologists, they spend their lives doing this, and they get these ingrained beliefs, and they don't want to be wrong. I mean, God forbid if I'm wrong and I have to tell the truth. Yeah, <laughs> like we see that shit in politics nowadays. Like people are like afraid to like contradict one side or something because like they'll get so much backlash and demonization. And unfortunately, that same situation got involved in you know our history. And I mean, I. At the very least, I'm honestly just fascinated to find out that humans were here 130,000 years ago uh, in Southern California, cracking open the bones of a mastodon to get the bone marrow out, and then uh, sticking the tusk into the ground mm -hmm. so that it was sticking straight up. And I mean, that's 115,000 years earlier than what our modern science had previously stated. I think it's fascinating, and I want to find out the answers. That is fascinating. I want to learn more. You know what Actually, I think about? we can roll. Oh. You know what I think about? I think about coding, man. Programming, how much uh, better our screens have gotten, everything that we've been able to see, like, in with technology's advancements. And it, I swear, man, in the 1950s or 1960s, when they, like, set these stakes in the ground, like, hey, we've been here for 14,000 years, or whatever the fuck they said, right? I don't think that they had the time and the technology to like be as accurate and maybe as correct as we can be to today. And I feel like 
over the next decade and two decades from now, we're gonna watch some crazy shit unravel where we're like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Definitely. just through technology and our tools advancing, like in the 1950s, right, when somebody had a weed whacker, they had something that looked like a hockey stick and they would just swing it, right? Now we got these things that spin on little turbines and go right? And it's just real fast. And that is like my relation to like archaeological, uh, how do you say the word? Archaeological. Yeah, archaeological tools from then to now, you know, our dating systems, the more information that's gathered collectively about what we know about minerals and, and the elements in the world and everything like that. You know, it just, we know more and we have better tools and we can also display it easier and more organized and faster and we have more time to actually look into these things because we're not spending so much time being farmers, right? Or having to grow our own food. We, we are in, you know, a system that we buy our food and we work for the money to buy our food. And that was a, a development in the United States and basically evolution in itself, dude. Yeah, it's crazy to think about how much technology has developed, which can lead us right into our first would you rather, which, well, it's actually not really a would you rather. This one's just a, a hypothetical question, but we're going to jam it in the would you rather sec Here segment we because, well, this is the new school and we can do what we want. We do whatever the fuck so, we want. So <laughs> if you guys could time travel to the past and bring any three items with you, what three items would you bring? Are we excluding a phone? I didn't say we, you can choose a phone. Who would you call, though? Once you you get wouldn't have there. service, I wouldn't. necessarily, depending on when you went. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have you guys seen... But I could download videos. I could download so many videos on my phone and then be like, yo. I didn't say you had time to do that. Well, I, I probably have some downloads on my phone already. I could, I'll show them my camera roll. So I'm definitely bringing the phone... And by the way, I'm going tens of thousands of years back, if that's an option. Yeah. Like, like I want to I go, go to fucking Atlantis or some crazy shit like that. I want to I meet some people 50, 100, maybe 200,000 years ago. Like, see, imagine seeing, like, what the glaciers looked like that made uh, the Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah. Just, just fucking like miles tall. <laughs> so, phone, what else would you bring? Uh, Have you guys ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine real quick? No. You know, when, when Lou comes back from, he's like, I'm staying in the past, guys. And he comes back, and Google is now Lugal. <laughs> and he's, he's like rich as shit. And he's like, Yeah, I just decided to stay back, make a few changes in history. You know, that's what this reminds me of, honestly. It, you'd have to bring something to survive, right? Well, let's see what oh. he's going to bring. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll bring my AR just because, you know, these people might not be friendly to a time traveler. And if they're not friendly to me, then I won't be friendly to them. Are bullets and a gun two items? Yes. What if what, they you, are? you get bullets in the gun and that's the only amount of bullets you get and then the gun's one item? Like, you can't bring ammo and Did a gun. Did your gun come with that magazine that you have installed on it? Or does it have a, a built-in magazine? Or do you have an external magazine that you can eject? Well, the magazine is already in the gun right now. So say like I got to grab the item and I don't have time to grab anything. I've got 30 rounds and the clip's already in. All right. So you I get, feel like I could be able to get, uh, get away with that. I think all mags are, are external, right? Oh, well, maybe there's no, like a there's, shotgun. You can just... No, rifles also have that. Okay. 
Yeah, and I mean, I was toying with the idea of LSD just to like, <laughs> you know, give it to these people and be like, check it out. You know, I mean, you, you guys don't have laws and shit. So, I mean, you, you can probably do drugs without ending up in prison and shit. Uh, but we'll go to you and then Wait, I might so change that answer. Hang on. No, we're, we're locking Max in. So let's you just say Max introduces some cavemen to ARs and LSD. No, what they're not touching my What kind of post-apocalyptic fucking environment do you think that we're <laughs> going to end up living in as a result of Max's meddling in the past? Oh, man. Dose I... the cavemen and arm them. <laughs> and they, like, recreate the technology over the next 2,000 years. And, I mean... Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't fucking bring anything. I'd bring my phone. Maybe I'll just skip the acid. Uh, Wait, if you're going that long ago, you know your phone's going to die. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking about uh, a solar charger or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, uh, the, the, the possibilities are endless. Ago, I mean, like... Oh, a fucking bike, dude. I'm bringing a bike or like some shit like that. A bike? Yeah. Uh, we, does the item, like, do we have to be able to carry it? Or can we bring no. anything? Like, I guess you can bring whatever. You'd have to walk everywhere. So I need a bicycle. All right, bicycle, AR, phone. Phone will die. That's it. Bro, where are you going to bike, dude? You think that there's roads made or you think there's a little path for you? You know, the only path that's going to be clear. biking on the grass. Don't, dude, the you're only path that's. The only path that's going to be clear is going to be a game trail. And if you went that far back, a game trail is probably going to be some, you know, trails, like whatever the dinosaurs are called, man. Just, you know, on that game trail. Hey, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to fucking walk? Is that why you're trying to convince me? I'm trying to get you to survive, bud. All right, just so what would you right, bring? Yeah, then? you no fucking one, tell yeah. me, and then I'll finalize my answer. I bring. Well, your answer is finalized, <laughs> Max. You, you got a bike, you got a phone, and you've got your AR. All right. I'd bring, bring a saw, a big saw would be the first thing I'd bring, and I'd bring a pot. And then uh, third thing I'd bring, you know, would probably be, like, a disposable camera. And then just try to, like, preserve that. So, like, me, like, you know, if I die in that era, I'm, like, trying to take photos with this camera and then what try to preserve it. What era are you going it. to? Well, probably same era as Max. See if he's there. Maybe, maybe get some acid from him or something. <laughs> Honestly, your, your ideas are a lot better because now I'm thinking, like, I actually got to fucking survive and shit. A pot would be so convenient. A saw and a knife would be so convenient. Yeah, well, I'd make the knife, but the saw, it's hard to make a saw. You need, you need to build shelter and insulation and firewood and, and all that shit. Yeah, Clean water. I, I could figure it out unless... There's very sketchy predators, I think. Where are you guys picturing? I'm picturing like a jungle. I'm picturing like Michigan and like 140,000 years ago. I was picturing like Land of the Lost, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's another dimension, I think, technically, right? Yeah. But well, that's still, <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. What the hell are you bringing, Jay? You know what? No, I'm so going. So I think you guys, you guys got it. I, I like your ideas, but well, but first, we got it all wrong. <laughs> you like Max's ideas. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a furnace, <laughs> so that I can like smelt stuff. So, something that I can, if I put fuel in it, I oh. got wooden stuff, then I could I could really get it going. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, like a wood stove. Yeah. Um, Smart. But I don't know. You guys are going way back in the past, and you got your phone, which I guess would impress people until it. 
died, but I'm trying to think, like, I could bring the right item and everyone would be like, he is the one savior. <laughs> hey, I mean, they might say that with a phone. Dude, you could... But it's going to die. So then, then you just got to break it. The so one bring, savior has fallen. I got to bring, like, a fucking solar charger then. Dude, you could bring King Tut's uh, sword. I'm pretty sure it's made out of meteor. People yeah. would be like... I'd rather have my oh. AR. Yeah, but... Jay's talking about the one item where they're like, this is our god! <laughs> yes. You have like a meteor sword, right? The, the, I think the things are gold, you know, coming off of it. It's just crazy. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll do the space sword. <laughs> so I'm going to bring a furnace. Um, a guitar? Actually, no, yeah. I bring like a, a full suit of like, like king gold armor because I can make my sword in my furnace. So that would still give me, like, if they saw, saw me dressed as, like, I don't know, I don't know, fucking gold guy. <laughs> You'd he, weigh, like, he's obviously pounds, worth dude. worshiping, then. Yeah. You'd be jacked if you had to wear that all day. Gold-plated No, no, I'd be all lethargic. Have you ever seen the kings in those arrows? They got the people with the fan leaves and they're just laying back and chilling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what do you got? You got... What are you bringing? A furnace, a bunch of stupid gold armor, and what else? <laughs> a meteor sword. <laughs> a furnace. Um, titanium armor. It's lighter, and actually, that would probably be better armor. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, shoes. You might want to bring your guitar, dude. Well, I haven't Imagine if you invented break. music. You're like, do 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 music using like rhythm and stuff. I mean, well, yeah, I'm sure tribes people have been like chanting and singing and making music for hundreds of thousands they of have. years. And there's this uh, interesting instrument. Um, I believe it's called a dumbek. I might be just pronouncing that terribly, but it's basically this piece of wood and it's got some metal tines on it, and you flick the tine and it makes a, a different tone when you hold it in your hand. And those oh, were developed those. in multiple different cultures across the world independently, like before people started traveling all around the world. Conscious evolution. Well, wait, the whole before people started traveling around the world, that's up for debate. Because there, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that like people started developing the exact same thing on different parts of the world, which like they were so similar that you would think that they were introduced by a culture that went around the world before we even thought yeah, that they could. Mm -hmm. Hey, it, it could have been. And that, so that's what you're bringing, the little music thing? No, no. I was just, just oh. fun fact. Because we were talking about how the ancient cultures have developed music in the, like on their own with chanting and stuff. So mm -hmm. now I'm bringing, bringing the furnace. I'm going to bring the uh, furnace. Today, Junior. <laughs> that's a terrible joke, Nolan, and that's incredibly insensitive. What? Shouldn't make fun of a stutter. <laughs> you didn't cool. even stutter. No, no, that's what the joke. That's what today, Junior. You're making fun of a speech impediment with that joke. Oh well, that's. I mean, people can get over. It. I'm not making fun of them. You know. It's all right, good. what you got? Armor. Um. Uh, furnace and uh, solar panel. Solar panel? 
Yeah. What would you plug the, what would you do with it? Find copper or some other conductive metal, put that in my furnace, melt it down, turn it into wire, and then, I don't know, dude, I could fucking zap anything with that at that point. I have the power of electricity at that point. I'd, I'd go from there. You'd go, yeah, that's smart. Scale. I can't. You'd have to not. mine the the, cop, the copper though. You'd have to get lucky. You know, you'd have to find like a copper ore like that was just sitting yeah. on a mountain, but like on the surface. And you're like, yeah, I need that. Why can't I just make stone tools first and then go from there? <laughs> Minecraft. Or you could just plant yourself in Copper Harbor, where it's very rich I in copper. I didn't say you got to choose where you landed. Oh. We're in the land of the lost, man. It's basically the land of the lost 10,000 years ago. That's where our settings has landed. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking that the phone might be a stupid idea and a waste of a spot. Too bad. You already chose the phone. Because, like, I mean, what's, like, after you, like, show someone, like, a bunch of cool videos and be like, yeah, this is the future, man, and show them all this cool stuff, then it'll probably get old and useless. I mean, it'll be preserved in the earth and everything for future to see but i'd probably go with more versatile things maybe creating fire easily would be nice uh, a zippo lighter or some shit i don't know that would run out of fuel though yeah maybe use fuel for the second spot you want it you no, want I'm not. yeah I'm just you kidding. gotta watch the show alone bro you get a boat drill bro we i told you a thousand times i've watched it <laughs> I know. Dude. You've told that's, but you just said you'd bring your phone, dude. So I was like, Max, why are you gonna bring your phone? I guess I did say I was gonna bring All right, a you camera. Know what? I'm I'm bringing a fucking neon light. I'm bringing a, <laughs> I'm bringing an acoustic guitar, and a generator <laughs> to plug the neon light into, and then I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out with the tribes people and just learn their ways. You know, that, that gets me thinking. I like that. They'll think I'm God, dude, if I have a fucking neon light. Or a keg. You could bring a keg. Why would you like, do oh, Imagine yeah. you had a cold keg and you're like, what you if, just show up. No. You know, and the tribe's like going crazy. You're like, you tap the keg. <laughs> what if I brought Wait, a how? silo full of whiskey? A silo? Yeah, he didn't say it has to be a certain size. A fucking silo, dude. Yeah, but what if where you land, like, people aren't right there. And you gotta, you, you're like... Hello, people I've never met that probably don't understand English. Come this way. Drink some whiskey. <laughs> I think there's a 95% chance that it just, it goes like south. I mean, trying to talk with these people, they're going to think you're bad. They don't speak the language. You're not going to be able to learn their language. They'll probably have 40 people team up on you. And I don't know. Honestly, or, I don't know what fucking I'm going to with my solar panel if they try to do that. Yeah, I guess. I don't fucking know what I would bring. I feel like it's a hard decision. It You're is. the one that chose to go back this far in time, too. You could have picked an easier era for all You know what? I'm going 300 million years ago. I want to see the Permian extinction. I want to see what the world was like, and I want to know what happened. And I don't know. The, I'll, I'm going to die anyway. I mean, maybe, I'll, maybe a gun, uh, a, a, gun uh, a knife, and something to boil water, on, boil water in or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I just thought of some random shit. I was like, dude, what if I brought a saddle, you know, and I befriended, like, a, one of those giant birds, and then, you know, me and that bird, we were just flying <laughs> prehistorically, dude. Nuclear aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, you could bring that. That thing would keep going, too. Yeah. Then you got a good home base. 
You know what? If we can just bring <laughs> anything, I'm bringing an actual nuclear reactor, so I have basically infinite power. And good thing there's already fuel and everything inside of it, mm -hmm. so I don't need to worry about that. And then I'm bringing the Empire State Building, because probably has everything I need in there. And then a fucking chopper. All right, this, this question has completely <laughs> devolved. <laughs> it's gotten ridiculous. And, uh, we did want to keep this episode short, and we're running right up on the 45-minute mark. So. All right, what's the remaining would you rather, or um, the only would you rather? <laughs> it is... Oh, we, I remember what it is. Yeah. Would you rather be stuck on a plane with two grizzly bears or be driving 90 miles down the freeway, 90 miles an hour, and a thousand bees appear in your car? <laughs> as long as I'm not driving in a fucking Kia. <laughs> and you're in a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. Damn it. All right. I mean, do you get to, like, try to... Befriend the people on the plane to like work together, or you are you alone on the plane? You don't know anybody, but I mean, like, honestly, you'd probably already be the guy talking to the person next to you on the plane. Yeah, are, am I on a commercial plane? Like, yeah. meaning like, there's it's a full house. Yeah. Two grizzly bears in the aisle. Yeah. Flight attendants have bailed. You know. I don't think there's any defense Pi against those pilot, fucking bears. Pilots still like just you know listening to like, old jet airliner. The Steve Miller band or whatever, right? And then in the back of the cabin, it's like the fucking movie Snakes on a Plane, but two bears. That's what's going on? Yes. Okay. And then you're driving a Kia. You're going 90, right? And there's these wasps or bees? Bees. bees. Are they friendly? They're bees. Know. Or, or they're, they're, sensing, bees. they're sensing what you're, what yeah. you're doing. I would just, I think I'm going with the bees. Bees, and I'm 100%. Gonna, I'm going to stay calm. Would you but, die if you got stung by that many bees? I wouldn't. I'm not going to get stung by the bees. A lot of people would, though. I'm just not going to get stung by the bees. Oh, I'll get stung. I'm fucking slamming on the brakes, probably causing a pileup on the freeway. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of the car. Nah, I'm just chilling, and then I just slowly reach down and auto all of the windows down and pop the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get them all riled up. Slowly roll the windows down, pop the trunk. Go in the cup holder, grab a joint, light it, the bees bail, and you're like, peace. Well, no, I, my trunk is connected to the rest of my car, so that would just create airflow, and then all of those bees would just skedaddle. They wouldn't be able to keep up. Well, they could just, like, if they're landed somewhere, I mean, they're, like, positioned there. They might not get carried out by the wind. That's a good Do point. Do you know how much a bee weighs? You know, a bee can hold on to something? Yeah, but, I mean, that much... Force. I mean, there might be a couple bees left in my car, but at that point, the bees are mostly on. gone. Yeah, and I can just slow down. Bees Although I will noise. say, honestly, depending on where you are on that plane in relation to the bears, you're probably fine. I mean, like, yeah, the bears, they're, they're going to be fucking shit up. It's going to be total pandemonium. Oh, and yeah. just so we know, they're not panda bears. I, no, I said pandemonium. They're grizzly bears. But so, like, <laughs> think about it. I don't know. There's fucking some. A bunch of people up towards the front. You're hiding in the back. That grizzly bear is going to get full before it gets to you. Yeah, that's a Take good a point. Take a grizzly nap. Yeah, <laughs> grizzly and, snooze. And I would just go into the bathroom and just lock myself in there. Oh, I'm taking the bees all day, dude. Yeah. I could never watch a bear eat somebody. Fuck that, dude. It's awful. Yeah, and Who you... Who said I would be watching? <laughs> <laughs> you're on the plane, man. 
Hey, well, in the car, in the car, you at least have control. So I mean, like, if you were like, "Fuck, this ain't gonna work out," I mean, you could just make a ninety-degree turn just immediately. You're going going. ninety. Yeah. So you you just what are you fucking Vin Diesel? (laughs) No, like the the bees. If the bees are gonna kill you, I mean, you could just kill yourself. But, I mean, I don't think the bees would really fuck me up that bad. I'd probably walk away with, you know, 40, 50 stings, and I'm not allergic to bees. Bees have never bugged me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the bees would probably be fine on the plane, too, though. You know what I would do? So, I'm on the plane. So, I I rip my seatbelt off of a chair. And I, I, I jump on the back of this grizzly bear. Then I take my seatbelt and I got it around the bear's neck. So I'm choking out the one grizzly bear. So the other grizzly bear comes running. And I fling this grizzly bear's claw, slicing the second grizzly bear. And then I'm kind of, I got the grizzly bear in a chokehold. I'm kind of using its bear arms to fight the other bear. And then, so once I got these two bears subdued, then, oh shit, the plane's going down. Who, who knew? I threw the bear out the window, hit, hit the engine. I'm like, fuck, okay, there's a second bear there. So <laughs> I grab a parachute. Because there's just a parachute. Well, no, you see, I chopped the bear open. <laughs> it's a parachute. Uh, you, <laughs> you had me in disbelief when you said rip the seatbelt out. Like, it's a fucking air, airplane seatbelt. You can't just rip it out. Or are you going to use the pocket knife you snuck onto the plane? You didn't think it was when he was saying that he was controlling the other bear's arms to kill that bear? <laughs> well, that was the first thing he said. He's going to rip the seatbelt off. Like you're just pulling like these two pieces of hair on the bear's back that just magically control its like arms. Like ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good Okay, reference. so I go, I grab the tiny little piece of plastic coloring and give you know, eat your little airplane food, saw the seatbelt off, and then... Obviously, everything else is completely realistic. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Including the parachute, especially the parachute. Well, in my scenario with the bees, no. I would just train them, and I would just, while I'm driving, I would just start like a, a what's that shit called? Like a bee, uh, a, a beekeeping business. Uh-huh. I'd just start a beekeeping business in my passenger seat while mm-hmm. I'm driving 90 miles an hour, 1,000 bees, mm-hmm. and then I'd basically become their master. And I would be their new king. You know what you should do to start that off? So, like, start venting about your relationship to the one B that sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. I, I saw something like that one time. Ah, can't put my finger on it. Oh, it's the B movie. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's I, the plot I, of the B movie. Dude, uh, I love that movie. See, I was That's picturing something movie. completely different. I was picturing Max, like, getting one of those, like, racks that the bees, like, eventually put the honey in, you know, and then him going to like a florist shop, like very calmly going to get some flowers, putting them in the back seat and just having, having the whole thing happen. I've always wanted to do beekeeping. It'd be scary. Uh, no. Well, I mean, it's easy for me to say, but honestly, bit, I love bees. Like I've, like I've in Colorado, I've had them land on me and they're, they're like gentle little creatures. Mm-hmm. You can like, you can tell just being around them. They mean well. As long as you They're stay calm, it's not going to be a big deal. That's what I was saying initially. Yeah, I mean, like... They you can could, smell your adrenaline. You definitely would not need to slam on the car brakes. If, if you could actually just take a deep breath and slowly decelerate and then, like, get out of the vehicle. With, the main thing is you don't want to apply pressure to any of their bodies because at that point, then they would sound the alarm and all of them would be pissed. 
Unfortunately, they're all over the brakes. Their sonar, <laughs> their sonar is like, I mean, they understand things that we don't understand, how they communicate with each other. It's crazy. You know why? Imagine if you could have like the a... ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you could have a little speaker on that little bee, man, and like, a, like on like a micro level, you heard it like communicating like, attack, attack. <laughs> <laughs> or like some word that kind of sounded like it was saying like sim um, syllables or whatever, and you're like, no way, that bee's fucking talking. Dude, they're Dude, actually so smart. Like, th there's this Instagram account I gotta show you guys. It's it's this beekeeper. In, well, she she like rescues bees. Like when when someone reports a huge like bee infestation, like you don't want to just kill them. Mm -hmm. She like goes in and she like scours these little like honeycomb like nest whatevers. And she looks for the, the queen bee, and all she has to do, a, a fucking hive of like 30,000, mm -hmm. she just puts the, the queen bee in like a, I don't know, something that'll trap it in like this thing, and they all migrate to it. Like they just know that it's over there. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I'm fascinated with the creatures. Yeah. And they're the most valuable uh, species on the planet, maybe oh, besides man. like some kind of plant or something. Yeah. No, 100%. So yeah, bees all the way. Algae is pretty important too. It's plankton like, is yeah, it's one of the oldest very important on the planet, too. Right? Algae. I think plankton are <clears throat> phytoplankton. I think they're responsible yeah. for like the majority of our oxygen, mm -hmm. and their species is also like in extreme decline. Oh really? Ex like extreme. Like I think ninety-five percent of them have been have died off or something. Yeah, microplastics and such. Yeah, no microplastics. Bueno. So, are we all going with the driving the Kia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, as tempting as the parachute sounds. So I think the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> did you say parachute or did you say parachute when you? The first very said... first time I said parachute, but then I immediately corrected myself to parachute because that's so much funnier. Yeah. It's also extremely vivid, but <laughs> <laughs> it's oddly vivid. Holy shit. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show today. If you guys like this segment, let us know. Send us an email. The link's in all of our bios, and uh, you'll see it in the description below as well. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thanks for listening to us talk about the current events and some, some out there shit. And some bee nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and parachutes. <laughs> and parachutes. As always, take what you like, leave what you don't, and uh, tune in next week on Wednesday for uh, a full-length episode, or tune in tomorrow, for, or uh, my bad, two days from now. Friday. No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. My bad. Thursday night gaming. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's hard because tomorrow is actually... Because right now we're in yesterday compared to whoever's listening well, to Well, we're right actually 10,000 years ago in the land of the lost. Yeah. So if we end up missing, then that's what happened. <laughs> this Thanks everyone for listening. This is the new school episode from 10,000 BC. We're signing off. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Woo!